0: Over the last four weeks, your pastors have been teaching about the spiritual disciplines or the spiritual habits that all of us who are followers of Jesus need to put into practice in our lives in order that we may fulfill the gospel life, that we can live out this gospel life so that we can love God, love others, and then live the gospel life out in our new life in Jesus Christ. The very first uh, step the very first discipline, the very first spiritual habit is to respond to Jesus. And when we respond to Jesus, his call in our lives, we make then a profession of faith and choose Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The second spiritual discipline is to embrace Jesus. And you know, when we embrace Jesus, we are, uh, we are learning and then owning what it truly means to be a follower of Christ. Those essential beliefs that we hold so dear. One of the ways that we, one of the ways that we embrace Jesus is is when we, when we have a daily quiet time and we grow in our faith, We, we have prayer and quiet time together. We read the scripture. And even to take it to that next level, we begin to journal and write down what these prayer requests are and how we're seeing God at work in our life. The next one is becoming present. When we are becoming present to, uh, to our, our family, to our friends, to, to uh, those around us, and also pr- really becoming present to the Lord. When uh, uh, we begin to take worship very seriously and begin to grow in our faith because we are uh, giving of ourselves to the Lord by being present. The fourth spiritual discipline, spiritual habit we make is that we cultivate hospitality. We cultivate hospitality. And I like to describe it like this. Make a friend and be a friend. You want to cultivate hospitality? Then you learn to share your story. You learn to connect with people. You learn to to have relationships both inside and outside the church and do so all for the cause of Christ and growing his kingdom. And today, what I want to talk to you about is one that is very dear to my own heart, and most of you know that it is, uh, is growing in generosity. It's all about growing in generosity. Now, you know, I want to tell you a personal story that I haven't told in 20 years. It's been 20 years since I've told this story. Uh, now, to, to, to just uh, to, to be completely uh, transparent, Pastor Melissa, one of our former associate pastors who preached last year mentioned uh, that this was one of the favorite things, favorite stories that, I've, uh, that have happened to me and that I've told. And it has to do with my son, Hunter, who was in, uh, he was in uh, first grade and he's 26 now so but he was in first grade and he and I were going on an errand to Home Depot and on the way back uh, I mentioned that uh, why don't we go by McDonald's and uh, get some french fries and he was thrilled to do it so we went to McDonald's I went up to the counter and ordered the french fries and they said those magical words would you like them supersized and You know, I looked down at Hunter, and he's shaking his head and panting like a dog, and I said, absolutely, let's go ahead and supersize them. So we got the big fries, and then I poured them out onto the, the tray, and we were seated across from each other with this big mound of golden deliciousness right there in front of us. And Hunter, I said, Hunter, say the blessing he did. He gave one of his Hunter blessings. Thank you, God, for our food. Amen. And he dived straight in to this pile of french fries. And you know something? You know, I actually enjoyed just watching him eat them. I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was really enjoying having uh, some time in front of those french fries and enjoying the taste now Sometime in the midst of that I just casually reached over to get a couple of french fries and I heard him say uh, 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 they're mine and Right then four thoughts went through my mind you know My son failed to realize, number one, that I was the source of those fries. I'm the one who got those fries for him. He wouldn't have any French fries if it weren't for me. And I wanted him to recognize I was the source of those fries. Here's the number two thing. Not only was I the source of those fries, but in in an act of tremendous generosity, I supersized those fries for him. He didn't have to get any fries, and he certainly didn't have to have them supersized, but I did that for him. The third thing was, not only was I the source of those supersized French fries, but I was bigger and stronger than him, and I could pry his grubby little fingers right off those French fries any moment that I wanted to. And the fourth thing is what my boy didn't realize is, you know what? I didn't need those fries. I didn't have to have his fries. I could have gone to the counter and bought enough French fries to bury him in French fries. But you know, what I wanted him to know, what I wanted him to get was I wanted him to have the spirit of generosity, to realize that it's really blessed to share I I wanted him to share with me what I had gotten for him in the first place. You know, let's take a quick look at God's word. It's from the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 35. And here it is. It says, Remember the words of the Lord Jesus himself said, There is more happiness in giving than in receiving. You see that at the bottom of your screen. Let's look at it again. Remember the words that the Lord Jesus himself said, there is more happiness in giving than in receiving. You know, here's the reality, and it was a sad reality for me, but my seven-year-old son, he didn't get that. He, he didn't understand that, that, that there is more happiness in giving than in receiving. The question, my, the question that I have for you is this. You know, as an adult... Do you get it? You know, I understand my seven-year-old son didn't get it, but as an adult, do you get it? Do you understand that there is more happiness in giving than in receiving? Do you understand that a lot of the happiness that we have in life is by learning to grow in generosity, by giving back to others, by giving back to the Lord? You know, there's a bunch of key words in the Bible that, that, uh, that just kind of jump off the page at us. The, the word uh, believe, believer, and believing is used 275 times in the Bible. Uh, the word prayer, or pray, or praying is used 371 times. The word love, or lover, or loves, or loving, used 714 times. But the word giving, or give, is used 2,162 times in the Bible. You know what that says to me? <laughs> this is a book about giving. That's what it is. The Bible is a book about giving, and you know why? Because God is the greatest giver in the world. God is the greatest giver ever. It, it, giving is not something that's just tacked on to the Christian life, you know, uh, just some kind of afterthought, oh yeah, you probably ought to give too. No, you know, it's, it's a part of being like God in character. It's, it's a part of who you are when you're a follower of Jesus. In fact, look what Jesus said in the Gospel here. Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. What's that mean? Given, it will be given. You know, we've all heard that, but what it is? What do I get back? What do I get back if I give? You know, the scripture says, once again, give and it'll be given. But what are you going to get back? So here are some benefits for learning to be generous with all that God has already blessed you with. You know, here's the first thing. I guess I could call for the next slide, but this is the best I can do right here. Let's see. How does generosity benefit my life? Here we go, folks. I want you to write it down if you've got your, your notes there. Is generosity displays, look, what? God's character. That's what it does. Generosity displays God's character in you as you learn to become a generous giver. You know, uh, it shows what God's really like because God is a giver the most generous being in the universe is god he's always giving he doesn't hold anything back he's always blessing us i mean just think about this the next breath you take is a gift from god (laughs) yeah mine too the the next breath we take is a gift from god yeah it is everything in your life is a total gift from God. I mean, you'd have nothing, zip, nada, if it wasn't for God's incredible, wonderful generosity. And you may be thinking, okay, John, all right, enough of that. You know, what about all that I've worked for, all that I've saved for, all that I've accumulated? You know, how in the world is that a gift from God? Well, let me ask you, where do you think you got the ability to work? Where do you think you got your talent from? Where do you think you got your passion from? Where do you think you you got everything you needed to have in order to do what it is you do? Well, it's all a gift from God. Your mind, your hands, your freedom, your life, the fact that you live in North America. It's all a gift from God. Everything in your life is a gift. You know why? I'll say it one more time, because God is generous. And you know what God says? Because generosity displays what God's character, right? Generosity, well, God says, I want you to be like me. And as I already said, God's a giver, right? And so what does God want? He wants you to display his character in your life not because you've got to, not because you're forced to, but because God is so incredibly good. He is so loving to us and he wants you to model what it means to be a follower of Jesus with your, with your time, with your money, with your resources. You know, uh, just the way that you live out your life. God says, I want you to learn to be like me and because God says I'm a giver that's the way you display God's character one of the ways you display God's character in your life you know the Bible says this in 2nd Corinthians 9 13 he says you will be glorifying God through your generous gifts do you see that you'll be glorifying God how through your generous gifts. Why? Because generosity does what? What does it say? You can say it out loud. Generosity displays God's character. All right. So that's the first thing. Generosity displays God's character. Let's take a look at the second benefit. One of the things you get from being uh, growing in generosity. How does generosity benefit my life? Generosity generosity draws me closer to God yeah that's what generosity does it makes me closer to God and that's a wonderful thing Jesus says here in Matthew 6 21 where your treasure is there your what heart will be be also also, right where your treasure is there your heart will be also so my question again to you this morning is this where's your heart (laughs) where's your heart today well the answer is pretty simple it's wherever your treasure is so where is your treasure you know if you're storing up your treasures here as the scripture says storing them up on earth then you find that they're so temporary but when you store up treasures in heaven what are you doing you're you're growing into the character of God you you're now growing Closer to God. That's what happens right there. So generosity makes me more like God in character. And it draws me closer to God. Now here's the third thing. That's what generosity does. Is that generosity strengthens my faith. Generosity strengthens my faith. Now remember the first thing is it makes me more like God in character. Right? And then... The second thing is generosity uh, draws me closer to God. And then the third thing is that it strengthens my faith. Strengthens my faith. You know, I've said many times before, I think God uses dollars and pesos and all of that to test our faith and to strengthen our faith. Matter of fact, uh, we look at this in Malachi. This is what God says in Malachi. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you'll not have room enough for it. You know what catches me in this is when God says, test me. You know, for the last 28 years I've been your pastor, and, and at least once a year I, I talk about this because it's so, I don't know, I found that this has been one of the greatest blessings in my life is when I learn to give back to God in a way that God truly does bless. When I learn to tithe. You know, God says right here, test me in this. Now, for those of you who have never heard me preach on this before, I'm going to ask you this question. How many times in the Bible does God say, test me in something? Well, if you answered, Zip, nada, nothing, you're exactly right, zero. God never says, test me. In fact, throughout the scripture, you read, do not put the Lord your God to the test. You turn over, do not put the Lord your God to the test. In Malachi, the only place in all of God's word where God says, test me in this, has to do with what? (laughs) Generosity. (laughs) Has to do with generosity. You know, why? Because God wants to strengthen your faith he wants you to be like him in character he wants you to to grow uh closer to him and god says i dare you to do it i dare you to put your faith to the test i dare you to trust me on it because i will bless your socks off if you do you know there are a lot of promises in the bible but there are more promises about giving than anything else matter of fact check this out in proverbs 3 he says trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding honor the lord by giving him the first part of your income and now listen what he says and he will fill your barns well you know i know That most of us here in Northern Virginia don't have many barns. We don't have a lot of barns in our backyards, do we? But you know what? The Lord is just saying, you know, if you bless me with the first part of your income, I will bless you abundantly. That's what he says. Right now, I have the privilege of introducing to you one of the longtime members of Christ Church, one of the very first uh, members who joined Christ Church after I arrived 28 years ago, and that is Bob Dumont. Let's welcome Bob here to Christ Church. Hey, Bob. How you doing, Pastor John? I am well. I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for joining me today, and uh, keeping our six-foot distance. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, that we are that we are doing the right thing here. Hey, so Bob. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story?
1: Well, uh, over 27 years ago, uh, my wife Pat and I found our way to Christ Church uh, when we decided to retire from Air Force life and settle in Northern Virginia. Uh, one day on a drive out to our uh, to inspect our new home, which was being built in Cross Point. There was a banner on the corner of Hoos Road and Silverbrook. It said that invited us to come to try out Christ Church. That was meeting in Silverbrook Elementary School. And the next Sunday we did. And all I can say is the rest is history. Uh, Christ Church and our Christ Church family has been instrumental in my my faith and my new life ever since. Uh, One Sunday based on what you were just talking about. Uh, I listened to one of your sermons on tithing, tithing, and the Holy Spirit put on my heart that I needed to, in your words, step up to tithing. And after talking with you, Pat and I decided to take that first step. And over the years, we gradually uh, continued to step up until we were truly, truly tithing in in the biblical sense. And and what was the result of all that? Uh, and we soon realized that, as you've always said, you cannot outgive God. Right. And we have been richly blessed in many profound ways ever since. The heart of my story goes begins in January of 2006, when I was diagnosed with colon cancer mm-hmm. after they removed a cancerous tumor from my colon. After six months of intensive chemotherapy, uh, years of maintenance ke- chemotherapy, mm-hmm. radiation therapies on my liver and my lungs, and four major surgeries, uh, the amazing thing about all that is, is I'm still here. <laughs> uh, particularly when they expected me to live two or three years, so I. Uh, so it's just it's just been an amazing part of, of, of my story and and the reason I'm able to do that is because of god's amazing grace, mm. mercy, and love. I also have to give credit to my devoted and loving wife and daughter yes, to my loving friends and uh, family, and to the prayers and the unfailing support of my Christchurch family because uh the power of prayer is is one of the major reasons why i'm why i'm here today
0: and you've seen that uh you know i i know ha- having known you for so long i know that you know not only have you been incredibly uh, generous in uh, your financial uh, return to the lord but also in your time uh, and uh, your uh, spiritual gifts Uh, Through uh, your uh, work on our church council twice now over these past uh, uh, 20-some years you've been this is the second round on the church council you uh, you have uh, been the director of our discipleship and in fact uh, when we were at Silverbrook school you were you were uh, packing the everything we needed to be in the gym in the cafeteria putting it in the back of your car and hauling it home and then hauling it back every sunday exactly right yeah you know <laughs> so you know i just wanted to say thank you for your incredible generosity and for the ways that that you model what it means to be a follower of jesus christ and this folks this is a man who you can truly say with a great integrity that he loves god love others and lives out the gospel life thank you bob i love you dearly i love you too Pastor john thank you and so this brings us to our fourth and final point right now and here it is how does generosity benefit my life is generosity blesses me in return you see that generosity blesses me in return it does You know, you've just heard Bob's story about how blessed he is. And it's part of the way that he lives out his gospel, as he lives out the gospel life, is generosity has blessed him in return. In fact, I always get more out of it than I give, that's for sure. Proverbs 22, 9, look what it says right here. It says, blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. And, you know, that's what, that's what happens at Christchurch. We do. We feed the poor. Matter of fact, we're up to seven, more than seven, uh, excuse me, th- uh, uh, four tons of food. Four tons of food have been given out through Christchurch in just the past two months. Here's another one. Uh, good will come to those who are generous. They will be remembered forever. You know, uh, what do you want to be remembered for? have you thought about that what it is you'd like to be remembered for you know Calvin Coolidge said this he said the former president he said no one is ever honored for what they received in life they are only honored for what they gave you get that nobody's ever honored by what they received in life they're only honored for what they gave you know we're not honored for what we get out of life we're honored for what we give Moms and dads, let me ask you, you know, uh, when your earthly life is over, what are your kids going to say about you? What are they going to say? Mom and dad, boy, they were generous people. You know, uh, with their time, with their money, with their love, with their energy. You know, the Bible says that we are blessed in return when we are generous to others. Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous person will prosper. Those, uh, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I hope you've learned this secret of life. That you will always be refreshed. That is, you will always get back more than whatever, whatever it is that you give. You know, when you, if you're someone who gives out lots of criticism, well, don't be surprised when you get a lot of criticism back if you're someone who likes to gossip don't be surprised if you don't get people gossiping about you if you give out encouragement well don't be surprised if you are not encouraged greatly in return it's a it's one of the spiritual laws of life that whatever it is that we sow that's what it is we're going to reap so bringing this to a close, let me just say what generosity does. And I and I hope that you get this. For generosity will always draw you closer to God, makes you more like God in character. It draws you closer to God and uh, it strengthens your faith and also blesses you in return. You know, let me leave you with this challenge. You know, if though if, if if you were a giver but Uh, You haven't set up a plan to be able to give. uh, Here's some ways that you can do it. The first way is that you just start stepping up the tithing. What do I mean by that? That That is that you start giving something, whatever it is, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, whenever you get paid. You just start with something. Then, once you do that, you start than with a percentage of your income. Just some, whether it's a half a percent or 1% or 3 or 4 or 5% or whether you're able to step right up to 10%. But to start with a percentage of your income and then gradually move your way up to where you are stepping up to tithing. I don't ever want you to, to, to miss out on the blessings of God because as Deuteronomy says the purpose of tithing is always to teach you to put God first in your life. Let's join our hearts together as we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father we thank you so much for all the ways that you pour out your blessing upon us. You are so good to us and you are good to us all the time. We, we thank you Lord for the for the generous way that you have poured your blessings out upon our lives lord we thank you for our friends and our family we thank you for our safety we thank you for the nation in which we live we are grateful lord for our church and our church family for the privilege we have of knowing you and loving you and being loved by you and right now lord we pray For our church family as we learn to this next spiritual step in our new life in jesus christ which is growing in generosity that we would be people who reflect your character by the way that we give that we would that we would grow closer to you that you would strengthen our faith and that we would be blessed Because we are following you. So thank you so much God. For the unending way. That you pour out your good gifts upon us. Thank you Lord. We love you. And praise you. In Jesus name. Amen.